we're ready to get started. It is 7.06. Staff, if you could take attendance, please. Um, Commissioner Dillard. Here. Commissioner Gathua. Present. Commissioner Harris. Commissioner Johnson. Here. Commissioner Krebs. Here. Commissioner Merritt. Here. Commissioner Nobis. Commissioner Rivera. Here. And Commissioner Traore. Thank you. We'll move on to the reading of Native American Land Acknowledgement. We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk, and because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dis, um, dispossess indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work toward equity, restoration, and reparations. Thank you. Next, we'll move on to the approval of meeting minutes from March 2nd. Do we have um, approval? I'll make a motion to approve the minutes. I seconded. Any I further discussion? Doesn't seem to be. Okay, Commissioner Dillard? Yes. Commissioner Gathua? Yes. Commissioner Johnson? Yes. Commissioner Krebs? Yes. Commissioner Merritt? Yes. And Commissioner Rivera? Yes. Thank you. Next, we'll move to agenda item number four, which is public items on items not on the agenda. Is there anyone, first we'll go online to see if there's anyone online that would like to comment on anything not on the agenda. And I'm not sure if we can see that. No? Nobody's raising their hand. Okay. And is there anyone in the public today that would like to comment on anything not on the agenda today? Okay. Then we will move forward to agenda um, item number five, which is a presentation on ARPA funds for inclusive economic development. Well, hello, TRC Commission. Happy to be here with you today. I am the city of Iowa City's Mayor Bruce Teague, and the presenter of this uh, plan will be um, our city deputy manager, uh, city manager, um, uh, uh, Redmond Jones, and he's sitting right here. But I wanted to just give a brief review of what this is and how this came to be. So uh, many of you know that we received some ARPA funds, $18.3 million. And with those funds, we it's an opportunity for communities to really look at how can you be more resilient. Um, and w actually, there's a, a bunch of items that the city council has went through. I wish I could show you this beautiful little... Uh, Excel spreadsheet of some of the things that we've been doing and talking about, but of those 18 um, million dollars that we uh, started to talk about, the city council began to put together what are some of the programs that we can address. You might be familiar with a few of them. Uh, one uh, that we've already done some awards to is the uh, direct assistance payments. Recording uh, did, in progress. We did 1.18 million. Uh, we also did uh, a shelter house housing stability pilot program, which was 1.14 million. 
And there are some more things that we've done, such as the Forest View relocation uh, project, and that's where individuals were living in a mobile home, and we knew that they needed to move out of, into more safer uh, um, uh, homes, and so we did 1.7 million there. What I'll tell you is that there is more programs underway, and some uh, that in view uh, that we anticipate will in involve childcare. Um, but the one that we're going to talk about tonight is the Inclusive Economic uh, Development Program, which is really geared towards underestimated businesses and entrepreneurs within our community. Um, there's two things that kind of guided the council is our strategic plan, uh, which I would encourage you all to really look at, um, as well as uh, there was um, Biostic planning, and they did the inclusive economic development plans. And through that process, there were gaps and uh, there were identified and some resources um, and opportunities that could really benefit our community. And so this $4 million that is going to be talked about today is kind of how um, that developed and super excited to present it uh, to you all today. We had two earlier uh, presentations here at City Hall, one at 12 and one at 6 p.m. There's a lot of interest in it, which is great, and I think it's going to really give our opportunity, uh, give our city an opportunity to even um, be more resilient um, even after COVID. As we know, there's a lot of challenges that people face during COVID. So uh, happy to see each of you today, and I'm going to present our city um, deputy city manager, Redmond Jones, to do this presentation. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor, and uh, thank you, TRC, for giving us the opportunity to uh, present this really exciting um, program to you uh, this evening. So um, uh, the Mayor kind of gave you the background uh, and um, our uh, economic development support for underestimated businesses and entrepreneurs um, kind of was motivated uh, if I can get this going, excuse me, okay. Um, was motivated uh, by, um, uh, uh, by the idea of getting uh, ideas, concepts, uh, preliminary proposals, and, and all uh, forms of initial ideas together. Um, there's a, a couple approaches that we could have took. We could have taken like a request for proposals or request for qualifications, things of that nature, which are a little more finite and, 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 and firm. But we wanted to take an approach of, of kind of uh, more encompassing um, having the ability to kind of negotiate and help uh, applicants uh, and submittals to negotiate some of uh, the challenges and barriers that are out there and maybe even collaborate with one another to uh, be uh, become a stronger proposal as a group. So we wanted uh, partnerships to be really part of this and this process gives the city the ability to kind of bring those kind of things together. So uh, build support structures um, for underestimated businesses. Uh, that's the focus. Um, the also to address uh, some of the um, issues that you know we were able to identify through some of the planning processes that we've gone through and I'll talk about the strategic plan a bit as well as the um, uh, inclusive economic development plan uh, work that has been done. Uh, the city intends to award uh, roughly four million dollars um, and we kind of used uh, 
$3 million uh, that we I kind of uh, estimated that might be an interest in um, physical, um, uh, a physical space needs, um, and then also about $1 million uh, in um, uh, business, what we call business support needs. Now, these are not hard, fast numbers. We just assume that you know physical space usually means buildings, uh, land acquisitions, things that are a little more costly. Uh, so we, we just identify that. But it really depends on what we get in. It, it may be that uh, we don't get a lot of, uh, of interest or, or uh, recommendations that we feel comfortable moving forward at this time in that area, but there's some real outstanding programs like uh, maybe a, a revolving loan program um, that is more in line with business support that might uh, need more than a million dollars uh, to start with. So these are just, you know, um, uh, numbers that we kind of use for planning purposes on our end, but we encourage folks to um, submit those uh, statements of interest uh, across whatever they think would be needed to, to get those uh, ideas and, and concepts uh, off the ground and be successful. Um, we also, uh, I also want to take a moment to just remind everyone, we, we kind of put this out on uh, March uh, 15th. The deadline is May 1st, um, and we're looking at 4 o'clock to get those in. So uh, if, if there's any interest, my office is, is available to answer questions, work through uh, any challenges you may be having in preparing your, your, your proposal. And, you know, I'll also talk a little bit more about um, getting those ready. So just kind of talk a, a little bit about some of the, the, the big planning initiatives that went into this. Um, we, we talk about this, the um, strategic planning process as the city council went in. There's, there's um, major um, impact areas, uh, housing, neighborhoods, mobility, uh, safety and well-being. Um, we're really gonna be focusing in uh, on the economy. And uh, the other piece, uh, which uh, was also mentioned, um, there was considerable work done by Steak Planning, and uh, they, they worked on the inclusive economic development um, plan, which was really uh, driven by um, Johnson County. So dealing with the economy, um, and, and there's multiple aspects here, but what we're really zeroing in with, with this particular uh, program is uh, three uh, major strategies. Is one, um, reinforcing Iowa City as a premier community to locate and grow business. I think that's like one of our primary uh, goals in, in trying to uh, provide a, a uh, economy and an um, ecosystem that really aspires growth of business in our community. Um, two, to ensure appropriate infrastructure uh, in the place for future business growth um, and development. And three, cultivate a strong entrepreneurial and small business ecosystem uh, with a focus on creating new pathways to successful and, and um, success for businesses um, uh, owned by um, previously systematically uh, marginalized populations. Um, so um, also looking at um, the 
planning process that uh, went into the uh, inclusive economic development plan. Um, that process involved uh, a number of uh, community outreach endeavors as well as a um, uh, survey that was done. And in, in that, um, one of the things that it identified was some of the barriers um, that um, uh, many um, businesses, uh, underestimated businesses, have to encounter. And um, we're not saying that these are the only uh, barriers, uh, but a strong proposal is going to take on uh, as many as these barriers as possible. The more barriers identified in here that a proposal can take on, the stronger that proposal is. So um, issues like cost of rent, I think we, we, we know that's a challenge. Uh, gaps in, in information. Uh, one of the um, common um, things brought forth is maybe getting a runaround, trying to find the resources that are out there, um, being told one thing and then finding out that that's not actually the truth, or, and those kind of things that make businesses or entrepreneurs frustrated before they can even get their business off the ground. Um, lack of access to financing, that's pretty straightforward. Um, we know that there's been challenges in, in, uh, in history with banking and in a number of um, underestimated businesses uh, not having access. Um, missing support systems. Um, you know, businesses need access to lawyers, uh, access to accountants, uh, access to um, um, management consultants, um, those things that help a business once it gets established off the ground uh, prepare itself to be successful. Um, dealing with a you know, hostile environment, um, basically discrimination in the marketplace, uh, lack of mentors, and um, also identified as lack uh, in childcare. So these are things that you know kind of come, come to us as yeah, these, this makes sense. Uh, and we're not saying that these are the only things, but um, to the point that a, a business or, or a, a statement of interest can bring these issues and maybe even other issues that it has encountered and be able to articulate that in its proposal would be you know, a strong proposal. So um, just kind of talking about uh, the two types of projects, touched on it a little bit with physical space and with business support um, systems. Some examples to physical space uh, may be uh, collaboration uh, such as shared uh, retail space or community kitchen. Um, a uh, youth entrepreneurial program or a community center uh, where uh, activities of, of starting your own business or, or supporting your own business uh, can be um, um, cultivated. Um, might also uh, be, you know, like we talked about, building, um, land acquisition, construction, remodeling, refurbishing, um, even things uh, such as uh, furniture, desks, and things of that nature, those physical um, things that need a business need to be successful. And on the other side, um, we're also looking for uh, business support programs, and this could be administration of small business grants or loans. Uh, technical assistance um, can take a, a number of different formats, and we talked about some of those things like accounting services. Uh, community navigating uh, could be just working through finding out where resources that are already out there in the community, but uh, 
for whatever reason, we can't seem to get access to them, someone that can help you get to those. Maybe even um, advocating and, and um, potentially lobbying for particular business interests. Um, support um, networks um, and prof uh, professional support systems. Uh, we kind of talked about, um, but on also mentoring programs. So these are just some some of the ideas, and not limited to those. Just you know, some of the things that might get um, folks um, thinking about what uh, statements of interest could uh, look like. Um, and just you know, a couple of examples, and we kind of covered this in our earlier meetings, and we we had a, a, a lot of businesses that were uh, in attendance um, and wanted to kind of uh, you know do a, a lot of. Uh, uh, examples or, uh, or or at least um, in theory uh, what what a, a good proposal might look like so we kind of went through some examples um, so you know as an example of one that's not likely a good uh, proposal is uh, a single organization starts uh, a daycare and wants to be a proposal now that is is obviously needed daycare has been mentioned in a number of the planning process but it's an individual business need what we're looking for is things that will make us a systematic change in that environment, right? We think at some point in time, those individual business needs will certainly be coming forward, but we're looking at what's the framework that some idea is going to be able to cultivate and meet those needs. So um, from this standpoint, at this particular level of funding, not necessarily likely that that would be a strong proposal. However, if you take that same base idea and you take uh, that single uh, organization starts a daycare business focused on parents with um, home businesses that offer drop-off care with flexible hours for businesses, then you start to see it becomes more of a support service for businesses and it becomes something that helps deal with the, that ecosystem for businesses. Um, so that's better. Um, it even gets stronger if that same partnership can offer office space and meeting space where businesses can have his business meetings there, have child care uh, there at the same site, but then also maybe access some support services that might also help businesses like maybe accounting and something like that. So that becomes a, you know, a very strong proposal. Um, a food truck business that, that wants uh, a new uh, loan for a food truck. Uh, at this particular stage of funding, not necessarily a good, a good proposal. But uh, if two or more organizations plan to start a community kitchen and offer uh, restaurant and food truck businesses classes, well, now you start to see that it's becoming more of a community-wide um, approach and, and providing a need out there. Um, and then another example, uh, an individual business will, you know, wants to provide uh, translation services for uh, the Congolese entrepreneurs. Uh, again, really strong, um, but it is dealing with one community and individual business. What would make that stronger is if uh, individuals team up and other translators create a center that would provide translation assistance for multiple languages. So you, you can kind of see where we're going here. The, the more uh, communities that you can bring abroad, abroad, more partnerships that you can form, 
increases the, the strength of a proposal and you know taking that same that same approach and bringing all those together and adding on other support services for businesses makes that proposal even stronger so I you know I think you, you know kind of get where we're going on there it's just a couple examples um, that we, we give there and um, by the way, uh, I also am, am providing uh, this uh, presentation for those who are interested in having it um, by just sending me an email and I'll make sure that, uh, they'll get them. I'm also forming an email tree full of businesses that are interested in this so that as I get questions, I, sh I share those questions with everyone so it helps everyone get a strong proposal together. So we'll be uh, doing that. I also will be sending out uh, reminders uh, as we move through this process so that uh, everybody knows when the deadline is coming and, and where every everything stands so that we can hopefully get a good turnout. Now, speaking on, on submission, submissions, um, you know, I wanted to take just a quick second to talk about what it, it looks like. And I think um, we even had some comments of folks that get intimidated anytime they hear about a, a grant and they think that, you know, you need to have a grant writer to go after that. We're really looking at making this as, as pretty straightforward and, and um, um, simple to maneuver as possible. So all we're really looking for at this particular stage is a cover letter, uh, a general description of the purpose, uh, benefits, and goals of your, your statements of interest. Um, uh, we're also looking for statements that um, build community. Um, obviously, this is um, ARPA dollars, American Rescue Plan dollars that you know came from um, COVID-19 response. So. Uh, we're looking for things not necessary to prepare us for the next pandemic, but the things that give um, the, the community ability to bounce back um, a little faster when reaching some type of crisis like that. So resiliency is important. Um, uh, estimated budget, we're just looking for big pictures here. Uh, here. Um, what you're looking for from, you know, uh, from us as an award, but also um, what you plan on bringing to the to the table as well and doesn't necessarily have to be dollars it could be i have an old building uh, and it needs help well that building itself is 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 a value of something and you bringing that together it leverages that we're, we're looking for even your your time your efforts some accounting of what that is going to be that's what equity that's important to know so we're looking in a, in a big picture but we want you to also think about what are you bringing to the table and it's an investment it's an exchange um, business world you, you constantly hear skin in the game we're looking for for skin in the game um, primary uh, preliminary preliminary timelines um, if there's any kind of time sensitive aspects to your idea we uh, we want to know about them um, we want to get some idea of what your estimates on if everything goes well what um, time uh, do you anticipate before the program that you're working through would would you know be implemented um, uh, track record is again something that we had a lot of questions about um, let us know what you've done today doesn't necessarily mean that what you're presenting you have to know all the ins and outs for um, we kind of expect that 
no one person or one group is going to have all the, the pieces. Uh, this is why we think partnerships are going to be critical in, in, this, um, in this program. So there may be times you don't know who they are, you don't know where they are, um, but the idea is we might wind up by getting proposals and then bringing people together by looking at those proposals and saying, hey, you may want to work with this group or that group um, to make it a stronger proposal um, all together. Uh, we call it like to say better together, stronger together. So um, we're looking for those opportunities as well. Um, but you, we need to know um, if you don't have a track record, give us a, the statement of your ability so that we can match those things up um, for strong proposals. Uh, also, a statement of work to date. Um, if you have some past successes, uh, even some past failures that you've learned from, we'd like to know what those are and any other uh, supporting information that can strengthen and bolster your proposal. So um, again, um, the uh, request uh, for um, statement of interest, we've, we've put that out, um, but uh, we, can, we also have it online now that uh, folks can get more details about what we're, we're looking for with the submission. And real quickly, what our, our process is going to be as we um, get those submissions in, um, uh, we'll be forming a review committee. Uh, committee. Uh, city staff's going to be working with the mayor to uh, review what we've uh, received. Uh, we may be bringing folks in for interviews, um, mostly, mostly in the area of getting clarifications, but maybe even uh, exploring partnerships or refinements within the proposal uh, that we've received. And uh, then the, the next step would be to um, uh, recommend to city council uh, statements of interest that may be ready to move forward to the next, uh, to next level. And what the next level looks like or the next steps would be uh, working uh, with those successful uh, selected uh, partners to develop those statements of, of interest into formalized proposals. So the hard part of, of putting together a grant, we're going to work through um, that with um, applicants and work through any challenges their particular pro, uh, proposal has to help them prepare uh, and get it ready for a formalized submission to city council. Um, and that, that could be at you know, various timelines um, depending on the proposal. Uh, we suspect that if there's a proposal that, hey, I need to have a building here, well, well, we'll work with them to get architects or engineers to help develop a building. We'll work with real estate professionals to identify appropriate uh, location of acquisition of land, those kind of things. So um, they, it kind of goes you know, at its own pace. Who knows, we see a, a great loan program and, and all we have to worry about is building debt reserves and things of that nature and we don't have to worry about those things. Those might go a little faster than um, something that requires physical space. But um, that's kind of, you know, the, the big picture in a nutshell. I kind of ran through that real quick because I know you guys got a long meeting. Uh, I do appreciate you taking a... The, giving me the opportunity to take a little time to kind of walk you through this a little bit and um, uh, encourage anyone interested to reach out to my office. And we're really excited to uh, be able to work with folks to, to really bring this to fruition. Thank you. Any questions I should ask? Tons. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I know, first of all, thinking about um, like a physical space building and how things are very tight downtown, you know, um, I'm assuming maybe zoning his planning and zoning is on board with trying to help facilitate maybe rezoning if it's necessary for business. So those are the things that staff will work through with whatever that proposal is. Um, and we're, and we're going to assume that, you know, as long as it's within Iowa city, um, proper, we'll work through whatever those challenges are. Um, and, and if some of those challenges become insurmountable, we'll find other locations and provide other options. So those are the kind of things that we would have to work through that could take some time, uh, depending on what that, that particular proposal is. And I was also wondering was, is the May 1st date of a deadline, is, is that enough time? I and mean, has word been out enough that people can even respond and get the statement together in time? Yeah, so great. We, we think so, because uh, this is not um, something that has to be very sophisticated. So I think um, I in the previous meeting, I kind of uh, showed it and, and maybe a little tongue in cheek, but I showed I kind of compared it to a napkin and drawing an idea on a napkin and a lot of great uh, entrepreneurs started an idea out with a, a picture on a napkin. Not saying that we want a napkin with a picture on it, but we're, we're saying we, we don't want you to spend a whole lot of idea. We've, we don't want dissertations and theses and we, you know, I I'm, don't want to put a number uh, uh, on it, but, you know, I'm assuming anywhere between two, five pages, something that allows you to talk about those ideas that you want to do, give us what they are, talk about, about a bit about yourself and how you think this was going to help. You know, we want to see things that are sustainable because um, we understand this is kind of a, a one-time inf infusion of dollars. Show us how you, this is going to continue when these dollars run out how this is going to continue. Just give us those kind of basics and we'll come back, especially if we love that idea and work through building that more thing that looks like a business plan or uh, something that's more distant. So we think if you just kind of, the, the hard part here is kind of thinking through it. I don't think it's going to be putting it on paper. I think it's just going to be thinking through it, identifying where even if you don't have a partner right now in mind. Um, but gosh, it'd be nice to have a partner who can provide this. If you say that, that will be, you know, suffice um, in helping us kind of say, well, you know, we got some other proposals to have that kind of expertise that could be brought to that table. Or um, in, in some cases, we may have proposals that don't get picked up right away, but have some aspects that uh, are, are have merit we might pull it in later after another proposal is being developed and we realize that proposal is missing something. So it, it, it is a, a communication um, that doesn't stop with just May 1st, um, but it's a communication that if you give us the basics, we can pull on later. And that's what we're hoping for. I was also wondering about, um, especially if you're talking about partner, partner, partners of different types of businesses, are you going to think about an online, maybe like a clearinghouse database that 
somebody can look up and see who's even around that does this that maybe that they could talk to or is all that matchmaking going to be done in your department? Yeah, we're, we're looking for that to, to kind of happen in the process. So my department, um, the process of review um, and the actual submissions that we get. And, you, you know, we've talked through if for some reason we know there's a need out there and for some reason we don't hit, we don't hit an interest or get an interest that hits to it, then, then the city's back at a point of trying to devise a program for that particular need. So we, we're, we're, we're kind of really flexible and, and, and kind of might feel a little wishy-washy, but we're kind of doing that on purpose so that we can have as many opportunities to um, create op uh, innovation and um, um, bring people together to work together and, and hopefully be sustainable. Thank you for this presentation. I'm excited um, to see what comes of it. Um, one question that I have is I appreciate that uh, within the connection to the strategic plan, and this is an economic program, um, there is kind of a focus for um, really lifting up folks coming from uh, systemically marginalized populations. And I wonder like what variables your office is gonna be considering when kind of defining uh, systemically marginalized and, and will there be any um, like exclusion criteria for um, uh, businesses or entrepreneurs that already have a sort of dominant uh, sort of presence within the Iowa City community and, and will they be kind of ignored uh, in favor of folks uh, who are um, a little bit greener? Yeah, so great question. So um, the way we have set it up is that we're going to be using the state uh, targeted small business program. And if you know about that program, it's, it's focused on uh, protected classes, uh, uh, women um, and veterans, um, uh, all are you know within this, that program. So we're really not going to be taking on that. Outside of we're going to be helping businesses get established with um, the uh, as a, a, a targeted small business through the state certification process. Uh, the other part of that is we're going to be focused on partnerships that uh, have 51% um, control uh, in Iowa City-based businesses and targeted small businesses. Um, other businesses um, outside of those realms are welcome and uh, um, desire to be part of partnerships. It's just that the controlling interest in that group will be Iowa-based and targeted small business. Um, and have uh, you all projected um, like how many awards you anticipate uh, giving out with this money? That's another one. We've just got to wait to see what we get. Um, I, I, have, I have no idea of what that's going to look like. Uh, we do know that we're, we're focused and intending on spending um, $4 million in this effort. Um, and who, who knows if things are really great, we, we might have to revisit if we need to do more. But uh, that's kind of where we are right now. I had one more quick question about the, the review committee. Or committee. Mm -hmm. Who are you looking for to be on this committee? Who qualifies and who doesn't qualify? We've kind of got that locked in right now. Um, 
the, the mayor's going to be on that. Myself's going to be on that. Wendy Ford, our economic development coordinator, is going to be on that. Um, if there's room for another person, I'm probably not uh, going to uh, rule it out, but that's where we're working on right now. I'd really hope, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I'd really hope that um, should this be a successful program that the city consider this not being a sort of one-time thing that we can sort of build up. Um, this is an ongoing uh, support for the community because I, I think that it is really awesome. But one of the questions that I have is, you know, how, um, what is sort of the measure of, uh, of success with a program like this and how will you know, yeah, we did the thing? Yeah, I, I think, you know, there, there's still, still some room for that to be more articulated, but I think starting off, um, we're going to be looking for, you know, sustainability is going to be a huge uh, issue. We want to see something that's going to make a systematic uh, change to the to the ecosystem, uh, the economic ecosystem that businesses have to deal with. We're looking at um, ideas that can hit as many of those barriers that I talked about as possible. Um, we're, we're also hoping that... Um, whatever partnerships come together, that they're able to um, amass an investment that is close to reflecting the investment that they're asking from um, the public sector. We're, we're hoping that this is kind of a team approach and not just a grant. Um, so that's, initially that's what we're looking at. I, I'm sure it could flourish into more and, and bigger things, but that's what we're starting off with. Thank you for the presentation, and uh, it's uh, hopeful for me to see my city moving in the right direction to, um, in relation to economic equity. And uh, when uh, when we talk small business, I'm wondering how small and uh, how that is measured. How does one decide that I'm a small business? And then the other thing, I'm thinking in my mind that the business that are going to apply also do include uh, some of our mission-driven organizations or businesses that uh, really support uh, the very marginalized in our city. And this brings my a question in mind. Some of those, uh, some people who work or direct or lead some of those organizations are also on our city's boards and commissions. And I ask myself, uh, how, how will the city do the conflict of interest so that I would hate to see uh, some mission-driven organization that really does great work and is really in need of such a lift that that is being offered, closed out because one of their people, some of their people are in one of our boards or commissions or, yeah. And then I noted, which I note, uh, sometimes Swahili gets left out of 
the cities and organizations and, and it's left out. Uh, so, and we do have a big population of our city using Swahili. Yeah, so that's something I would want to be included in whichever materials. Uh, and even if I'm not on the lookout, I'm going to note because I'm one of the Swahili users and translators and interpreters in the, in the I'm not yet certified other than by being a user of the language and being proficient. So, yeah, and thank you again for the presentation and us moving towards uh, building our good city and bringing in those of us who are really marginalized. Thank you, Commissioner Scribe. And, and, and I will, now that I know about the Swahili, I know we had talked about it, we didn't know where to access it, so now that I know where you are, uh, we may wind up rushing um, to get some of this information uh, and uh, translate it in Swahili because uh, and get that on our website. So um, we know where you are now. So thank you. And thank you for having Arabic and having uh, and capturing French and Spanish for our populations in the city and users of those languages. Also, a lot of them happen to be the very marginalized. Uh, thank you. This is Commissioner Johnson. I don't have any questions as of right now. Uh, so far, things sound great and look forward to this working out well for the city. Thank you. This is Commissioner Dillard, and I also want to thank you so much um, for coming here and presenting to us um, and just giving this information so that we can also spread out to the community. Um, so thank you very much. Um, fellow commissioners, do we have any other questions? Or are we ready to move on to the next agenda item? Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so the next agenda item is um, facilitator services proposal and contract. That's right. Hi, uh, Eric Gores, I'm the city attorney and I'm uh, here once more to speak to you about the consultant contracts to, uh, to work with facilitators for uh, your group. Uh, I guess I'll start with a recap. Uh, you may recall last time I was here, we. Uh, discussed that we had uh, draft contracts, which we shared with you, which incorporated the proposal uh, that you had received from the group of, well, a, a number of entities, but that will be contained in four uh, contracts. And uh, my memory is you folks had reviewed it and were satisfied with the scope of work and the services that collectively uh, these uh, facilitators would be providing uh, uh, for you. Um, you may recall that there were a couple of uh, compensation pieces that were still a, a little up in the air, and uh, we've been able to uh, bring that to resolution. Hopefully you've had a chance to review the late handout, uh, most notably the um, cover sheet with the total team costs. Um, that's all uh, been reworked and updated. Um, I'd really like to thank uh, V of Estee Planning and uh, Annie Tucker for kind of taking the lead um, as I mentioned, there are a whole bunch of consultants involved here, but uh, they've really been the ones who have been my point of contact and have helped me even if they're um, relating the question, my questions related to contracts that are not theirs, um, you know, say the Native Partners contract, for example. Um, so at this point, um, I'm satisfied with what we have, and uh, I believe we're ready to send it out to the consultants for their uh, questions and comments. 
Um, but uh, before I do that, it's my custom to circle back to our internal clients. As I think I mentioned last time, normally I don't do that at a public meeting, uh, but uh, this is a little bit of a different body. Uh, normally it's a staff contract, uh, or staffed uh, uh, contact that I'm working with internally. Uh, but here we are. So does anyone have any questions or concerns about the content of the contract that I could um, help with before we send it out the door? Will we uh, take public comment? Um, I, I was thinking we would take public comment after everything was presented, but do we think we should do it now? I think that if the public has anything to say, then that should enter into our deliberations. Okay. Well, let's uh, go ahead and take public comments before we move into our discussions. So, is there anyone that would like to speak publicly about this agenda item? Thank you. Commissioner, my name is... <clears throat> Good evening, commissioners. My name is Selena Martin. I'm with the Help, Hope, and Love Foundation. Um, I, <clears throat> I'm going to reflect. I did meet with a few of you all, I guess, a week or so ago, and I just wanted to re-elaborate on uh, the possibility of having um, local or <clears throat> other uh, possible project managers that might come in at a lower rate than the um, contract that you all have in front of you, and then those funds could be uh, utilized to help uh, the community uh, better. And um, I also started doing some research, and I was hoping that we could uh, meet at your gym like you had mentioned, and I will bring those proposals with me uh, to let you all view those as well, uh, because I do think we can get the same services for a much cheaper rate uh, within our community. Uh, so I just want to let you all know that I'm working on that and hopefully possibly could have some other options that you may be able to use or think about, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Offer still stands, absolutely. Awesome, so go ahead. Oh, see, I, I was just wondering about um, the liability because that was one of the things that we kind of talked about before <coughs> but there wasn't, things weren't very clear. I wasn't sure if that was a addressed in the contracts? Well, liability, I mean, we had a couple different discussions last time. One I kind of raised uh, toward the end about defamation. Do you mean that liability? Or, yeah, that oh, okay. What, I'm sorry, what's your, what's your question about that? Well, I was wondering if, um, if it was discussed with the facilitators and how to, like, whether protect the interests of the city or protect the interests of the commissioners with, I guess some of the truth telling. I'm not, I'm not sure right. if, if I'm expressing it. Well, um, no, is the answer to the question as to whether or not I've had any further conversation with the consultants about that topic. Um, frankly, that would be something I would normally um, discuss with them once they're on board. We would maybe have a kickoff meeting, something like that, and we would say, okay, now be aware that here's this issue, and we're going to, you know, how do you plan to address this issue in your truth telling? and and in your final report and, and, and so forth. I would anticipate uh, approaching it then. And then again, I think we talked about is if the facilitators, if somebody were to leave the group of the facilitators, how that was gonna be made up, has, has that been discussed? Uh, no, and <clears throat> I assume you're kind of referencing the three native partners, for example. Um, could be, I mean, yes, but it could be in any of them, really. Sure, but, yeah. right, no, I understand it could be, well, I guess I would address it in this way. Um, as I think I mentioned last time, sometimes we have uh, consultant contracts and in them we uh, specifically uh, indicate who our person is, not just that we're signing with company X, 
but we want John Smith with Company X. And John Smith will be the principal contact and will, you know, be the principal in the project, you know, and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, obviously in the case of the three native partners, they're with individuals. That is, there is no kind of intermediary, you know, LLC or, or corporate entity. Uh, so, you know, we've already achieved that end there because the contract is with those three people as individuals. Um, as to the other contracts, we have not. If the TRC would like to have specific people identified and have those people and those people alone be the lead uh, representative of those respective um, firms, we can certainly do that and, and add it in the language before we send it out. Um, but that would be normally how we address that issue. Any further questions or discussion for Eric? Okay, well, thank you for coming back to present to us. Is what, sure. what do you need from us now? Well, I guess what I need from you is whether you're comfortable with the contracts as they are in the form in which they uh, are found. And if so, I will send them out to uh, the consultants and you know, continue that process. Um, if instead you folks you know, want to see some changes of, of the sort that you folks were just, you know, mentioning. We can certainly have that discussion either now or later. If, if it's going to be later, please let me know, and I will hold off from sending those out. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, do we need a motion on this? Well, I wasn't sure if you wanted to open it up to people on Zoom. So oh, are there people on Zoom? Are there people? Yeah. Okay. Yes, we would like to do that. There's anyone on Zoom that would like to comment? <laughs> I'm not seeing anyone. Okay. Okay. Did you say give it another second? Is that what you said? If you would like to speak, could you please raise your hand or click the raise your hand button? Okay, I think that that's everyone. Is there any further discussion? I'd like to thank you for... Oh, wait. Um, oh. Sorry. Oh, Annie. Annie, you, you, wrote, you raised your hand. Feel free to come. <clears throat> so Annie, Tuck <clears throat> Annie Tucker. Um, so I've been thinking about y'all being on the cusp of being able to start planning the specifics of what you're going to do. And you've got this con these contracts and all that stuff as something that has to happen before. And so here's what I've been thinking. I'm a cisgender older white woman. When, you're, when you get to the point soon where you're making your plans, it may be that you think, we really want somebody of a different demographic doing this or that. So here's what I've thought. What we can do in the nonprofit that I work for, which is named, and I'm named in there, what we can do is um, we've arranged for an internal process. So 
if you have other people that you want to do it, that they can subcontract through our nonprofit. So we already set that up. So we would only charge the fees that we wouldn't have an administrative fee, but there would be fees for the checks because we're so small, we don't do the checks, for example. But I want you to know as you're thinking about these contracts and then as you're thinking about your plans once you get into that mode, I want you to know that that's, that, that that's an opportunity that you have that hasn't been clear and that I just figured out that I wanted to make that possible. So that's within the structure of your decision making, but it's a new option. So any questions? I don't have any questions. Thank you so much for bringing that to us, our attention. You bet. It definitely Thank helps. You. Thank you. Actually, I do have a question um, for you. So if one of the facilitators does have a, a subcontractor for some part of the, the scope of work, is there anything that we have to worry about or the city has to worry about with that? Or since it's part of their subcontracting, we're not, we don't have to worry about it contractually? Well, ultimately, the general contractor in this context, and I know that's a bit of a misnomer given that we don't have a general contractor. We've got these several contracts. Um, but, you know, one in this case, uh, Mediation Services of Eastern Iowa would be the general for that contract in that they want to subcontract to someone else. Normally, um, that requires approval of the city, in this case, of you, um, to make sure that that's okay. Um, if there are any additional costs associated with that, we've set it up such that that would need written approval as well. Um, but otherwise, it's, you know, it's fine under the contract setting if it's okay with you folks. Okay, that's good. Okay, so um, just to add something to uh, Lauren's question that I guess the answer, what Anitaka was talking about, uh, I think, I saw it in the written contract already. Mm -hmm. It's already added in. About or subcontracting and so forth? About the subcontracting uh, local organizations. Uh, I, uh, I, well, or maybe. Do you mean in the kind of broad terms and conditions yeah, language? Yeah, the, the scope. And I also saw something like $10,000. Right. Now, yeah. as part of the healing partners, contract, uh, they have asked uh, for $10,000 that they can distribute to, I, I think they call uh, local groups in, um, in this, uh, in the uh, spreadsheet. But yeah, I mean, it's local folks who are kind of helping with the mission. And, and that would be, you know, uh, I assume smaller tasks um, um, requiring you know, no, you know, insurance and business, you know, all the things that these consultants are going to be required to have and for whom we would probably not have separate contracts, uh, but that as part of the healing partners contract, they would be the ones who are kind of facilitating that and figuring out who's going to do what and, and how much they're going to be compensated for that work. Is that responsive to your question? Um, I, I was thinking that's what your question was, and I was thinking that's what Anitaka was talking about or you're talking about something that might arise in the future, Anitaka? I think V is going to come and explain. Uh, v, fix my eyes. Uh, I see planning. 
Yeah, so it's kind of a couple separate things. So the, the 10,000 we had kind of called out in the our contract specifically just to set aside a pot of money because we know that there will be local groups and people that are going to come forward. We will strive deeply to make sure that that happens so that we have local buy-in and local people working. Um, and then what Annie was talking about was sort of, I think, in addition to that, um, in addition to the work specifically that Annie does, and I don't want to take this, but it's like the, the healing circle work and, and the mediation services that you provide, that if there was somebody with a different demographic in that capacity, in that role, that um, she would just sort of step aside. Does, is that what you were saying? Two separate things. Two separate things. And, and I think what I want to say is, the way I imagine it, you guys are going to have a vision and a plan. All these folks in the consultant groups we did the best to think of what we could bring since we got tapped with what we could bring, and so we made the budgets that way. But if in your vision you think it would be great to have so-and-so, we're not even holding ourselves out as to knowing who would get that 10000 right? That comes from really your vision and process and your connections and people who present themselves or you know. That's how I'm picturing it. And all I wanted you to know <clears throat> is, in addition to that 10,000, if what you guys say is, yeah, and the stuff that, that mediation services was going to be responsible for, we're thinking this, and we're actually thinking these folks, could they just subcontract so we work within the structure that you guys are accepting, if you accept it, and yet you have choices, and things can grow organically from your vision and your connections. Mm -hmm. I think to add to that, what Annie is really offering is the liability is still on Eastern uh, Mediation Services. So right. um, that's kind Thanks. of the, the cover. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but of course, as you know, Eric pointed out, that would be upon your approval. But really, totally. it's, it's collaborative effort um, anyway is where it stems from, and so sort of in addition to. Thank you for thank you for clarifying that. I think that's a great thing that you're bringing up. Um, I'd, I'd be remiss to not bring up the amazing conversation we had last week, four of us getting with other um, community members, talking about how we can collaborate. And um, if you're listening, I hope you can hear this as an opportunity where you can be partnered with us, um, especially for the community members that were concerned that the people that would be on the street, on the ground, would not look like those people and would not be able to serve them. Um, so I'm hoping that this would help bridge that concern and, and alleviate any you know fears that people have that people that don't know them are going to be coming to try to take over. So right. thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. If I could, let me clarify one of the things, uh, uh, one of the vague comments I made a moment ago, which was about um, change orders and subcontracting to change um, the compensation that's included in the contract, I said that it would need to be approved in writing. I should be more specific, it would need to be approved in writing by city council. And the reason I say that is that they're the ones, because this is a contract for consultant services of over $60,000, that's all the city manager authority is, is $60,000. Anything beyond that needs to go to city council and they're the ones who approve. Now. Um, as you're uh, aware, council previously authorized the TRC to spend, I, I want to say it was $197,000 or something for consultant services. Um, obviously, we'll be going back. Uh, the latest figure here is uh, $402,000 and change. 
um, if this body wishes to have some wiggle room uh, built in for change orders and, and so forth, uh, you can certainly request that of council, and if they agree to that, then we can include it in the resolution. We would, of course, or, or they would, of course, want to make sure that there's some, you know, that they specify how much wiggle room there is. You know, is it 5% of the budget? Is it 10% of the budget? Is it a set dollar figure? Whatever that is. Uh, so if that's something you're interested in, that's certainly something you can ask of, of council. Uh, but otherwise, any change order that would uh, cause um, any of the individual consultants to exceed their not to exceed uh, compensation figure would require written approval by the council. Would it, would it also, if it's just like a reallocation where it doesn't necessarily change the, what the budget amount is, but if they're reallocating from one area to something else, is that something that they... Do you mean within the same... Um, within the same consultant contract or yeah. across consult okay i would say within the same consultant contract that's fine yeah. as long as you know consultant a does not go over the you know compensation that was listed in consultant a's contract great um, assuming they still are able to achieve all of the scope of services that are specified right. in the contract of course um, but if you were to say, you know what, let's have uh, consultant A do the work that we thought consultant B was going to do, of course, we would correspondingly want to alter their contract, you would have to go back to city council uh, yep. for that. Okay. I have one additional question, and maybe I missed this before, but I do see on the last sheet that there's a third phase, and there's nothing put for that line, and I'm just for, curious. For which, I'm sorry, which were oh, you looking at? It says there is phase one, second phase total, and third phase total. Right. And so I just, am, I'm wondering how does that work if we deem that there's a third phase, we need to go back through this process again? Well, when you say the process, I mean, you would need to go back to city council, assuming you want to spend additional funds. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Thank you. Sure. Uh, did you have clarification, V? Okay. Are there any other questions, fellow commissioners? Um, just uh, um, uh this is, I'm addressing this to Annie. Uh, in connection to what Eric has just clarified, whether if some of the work, if it, we move organically and it moves to another still you subcontract, is that within the cost that you have projected right now, or would it be something new? So wait, I don't understand what you're asking me. Uh, <clears throat> when I say that there'll be, go ahead, if, let's in, do it again. In, in, just in case there happens to be uh, other local groups that when you say do uh, stepping aside and then subcontracting with another maybe local group. Uh -huh. So that cost, is it within already what is budgeted or is it outside of that budget? So um, I think that here's what, here's, what I, here's what I can imagine and I'm willing to take coaching. What I did was make up something with, that was within my understanding of what I could make up. So are you saying will all of the folks who subcontract, will they use up all the, the, the fees per hour are they part that, of that, what, that is are indicated they part there? of the cost that you have projected, the budget that we have 
from you, from mediation services. So they can, they can have all of it. Here's the problem. We're so small, we don't cut checks. I'm just gonna be specific so that we can talk with that and see if I'm answering your question. There will be some, uh, mediation services can't pay the $40 to cut a check and give somebody to do the things. So if we can find a cheaper way, great. But right now, that's all I know. So, so whatever is the total that right now is allocated to mediation services, that would be available. What I'm imagining is that's available to people that you select instead of, for example, me, and that they will be paid through that money. And I will have to take, I'm willing to find a cheaper way to, to get the mechanism of payment happening, right? The accounting and all that jazz. But I'm, so that would be taken out of the total, but nothing else. That would be like an external service that I'm paying, and all the rest would be available for whatever, you mentioned our different hourly rates, whatever. You can tell that I'm operating on a human level and not the person who's an accountant or an attorney or anything else that will be helpful in the thinking through of this. But I'm telling you that the money essentially will be available in any way that is workable and what you want to the people that you want. And there might be some expenses that have to come out of the big pot of money that is allocated for MSEI. But most of it will go to the people. So just Am I answering your question, Wangui? Yes, yes. Okay, and, yeah. and this is really to the yeah. best of my ability and I'm willing to take coaching, right? Yeah, I'm neither, I'm also not a money person. But, and so I'm also speaking that uh, not an expert in money. So yeah, what I did get is it's within what already how you had budgeted. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm meaning to do this so that you have more choice on the other side of this than it looks like you have now, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So anything else? I'm really appreciative of questions. Yeah, Commissioner Krebs here. So from what I understand, you're willing to bring in other folks to assist with your portion um, but if that were to incur some extra costs that are not in the budget that you've set aside, then that may need to come out of the, the other funds that are set aside. No, I'm saying that it would come out of the total that was set aside for mediation services. Right. Not the 10,000, wouldn't, wouldn't go into that. Right. It's just like in, you know, organizational expense for, for outsourced processing. So if I can jump in, the way I understand it is Annie right now is budgeted in there. But if she were to allow, I'm going to say Cliff, to take over, you would have to pay him. And right. to pay him, you're going to have to submit a check, and checks cost. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. And because that, you're going to have to take whatever it costs to pay him. But everything else besides that payment is going to go towards the people that you're setting aside, let's say like Cliff. Is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Okay. And, and then there's a port, an important pronoun thing here right now. And for me, that is that I'm not going to be selecting those people. You are. Mm 
Mm -hmm. I just want to be very straightforward about that. This gives you more choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We appreciate your partnership. Absolutely. Thanks. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the emotion that was about to be? Go ahead. I've noticed one more. No, sorry. <laughs> no it's well, fine. Well, I think that the commission still needs to discuss with the city about how the whole money thing is going to be transferred and used in any way. I... I think we've already had public comment. We're in the discussion section, so I can't allow you to speak right now. If was inviting her up. Oh, were yeah, you? I did. I did. I thought, oh. I thought we were still able to. I'm sorry. I apologize. I just, um, okay, go I ahead. I just wanted clarity regarding the phase one, phase two, and phase three. That's a good question. Uh, the phase one, what number was allocated for that phase, that part of it? Was there a certain dollar amount mm -hmm. for phase one? Yes, one hundred ninety thousand four hundred and ten dollars and ninety-eight cents. Phase two, two hundred and two thousand three hundred and ten dollars and twenty-two cents. So basically, what you're saying is, if there's possibly a phase three, that that four hundred and two thousand dollars could grow exponentially. If there is a phase three, yes. I would, um, if it's okay, I would love to ask our partners to come and explain the phases so we could get an overview of what this actually means for the entire community. Absolutely. Um, thank you, and, and thank you for the opportunity. I, I know it's um, been ongoing, it's been some time. So really, phase one, when you look at it, is the education, understanding, you know, how are we gonna be, how the commission is gonna be embarking on this journey, essentially. Um, and some, a lot of that is Think Peace coming in, and I know there has been some education there with Think Peace. Um, and then, uh, so that education component is, is huge. And then there's also some um, strategic doing that will happen that will really kind of hopefully catalyze into, you know, what are the actual, you know, projects and things and people that will be partaking in, right? Um, there is uh, components throughout that are about like truth telling, fact finding, and those things I think start getting into that second phase. Um, and you know, this is a process that you know, Think Peace and um, Kearns and West have undertaken before. Your local partners that you see here, you know, we're here with you along this journey and we have been <laughs> for almost two years now, right? So like we, the, the third phase really is just a, it's, yes, it's a question mark because we don't know what this, where this will go um, through the truth telling, through the fact finding. You know, our job is to make sure that we get to a place with you so that um, we can all come together and have, you know, here's um, some recommendations at the very end. There, we, we broke it up into two phases so that after the first phase, we could say, okay, like, wh what did we learn here? Where can we shift? Um, and they'll, there, so there's a pause, is I think how we described it, to, to just sort of um, ruminate on what, what it is that we learned so that se that second phase, we can go into it, you know, a little bit clearer-eyed, um, understanding, you know, we're working together. And then that f after that second phase, deciding does there need to be a third phase, knowing that we're trying to get to those final recommendations. Um, and I understand that it is a big number. Uh, I've sat in this audience when the first proposal came through and was like, oh my gosh, that's so much money, you know, going to professionals that don't even live here. And so 
fast forward two years later and here I am standing before you and knowing that there's so many of our community that feel the same way, I truly want to recognize that. And so we've tried at every turn to say, you know, we want to set aside money, we want to find our partners, we want to make sure that people are included. Um, a truth and reconciliation, you know, com commission process has to do that fundamentally, make sure that we are including as many people as possible. I mean, look at this commission, it's unlike any other that the city has, right? So that's kind of in broad strokes what those first, second, and then potential third phases are really about and those pauses in between. Um, you know, as your local partners, we've been trying to kind of, you know, usher things forward, um, making sure that things are, you know, communicated as, as you know, as well as we can. We do have our out-of-state partners that we have been in communication with. Um, we ask questions, we you know, stay in touch, making sure that the contracts are moving forward, answering those questions. Um, so those are, that, that's kind of like the evolution of where we are today. Um, and I, you know, I don't wanna exclude others that you know, have a wealth of knowledge and experience. We don't wanna leave any people behind. We wanna make sure that we're moving forward together. So, uh, truly coming forward as a collaborative process as, as best as we possibly can. Obviously we can't get, reach everybody and all of those, those kinds of things, but um, I think putting that good faith effort forward and um, being willing to be open and be able to pivot to make those changes alongside you um, and, and to learn and grow alongside you, so. Thanks, V. I do have one last question yeah. to put you on the spot. The, what would you say to people that, the number is just absolutely shocking again this time. What would you say to them? Um, I guess I would say, what does institutionalized racism cost? What does it cost to look at a system that has caused so much oppression and harm? What do you think it would cost to actually take that step forward? I'd say it's way more than what we just asked for. Thank you. Any other discussion? It looks like we can move forward. Are there any motions? This is a, so the next step is to send this out then, to, or to send this to city council for their approval? Or well, the no, the next step would be to send it to the uh, consultants. If, if you're satisfied with uh, the form that those contracts are in now, then we would send it to the consultants and assuming that um, you know they're satisfied as well, then we go to city council and seek their approval. Between the two of you, do you think that we need a motion on this, if, or do we just say that we approve? Uh, yeah, I mean, consensus would be fine with me if, if it appears that there are at least uh, four nodding heads uh, uh, that are ready uh, for this, then that'd be fine with me. If you want to take it in the form of a motion, that's, that's fine too. Does anyone have any opposition to this being uh, taken to the next step and sent to the listed consultants? Okay, we'll send it out. We're nodding we're heads. All, yeah. We're all, all right. on board with it. That's all I need. Thank you. Do you have any other additional questions for me before yeah. I excuse so myself? So once, uh, hopefully, you get it signed, the next step is to bring it back to us or it goes straight to city council. Well, it, assuming there are no substantive changes proposed by the consultants, the next step would be council. The contracts would be signed uh, contingent upon city council approval. That is, you know, there's no one going to be signing it on our end until 
um, until council approves. They're the ones who have the authority uh, for this dollar amount. And the soonest it, that it could get to city council would be next month? Uh, it would in all likelihood be next month, yes. I mean, our next city council meeting is on the 18th of mm -hmm. April, and it would be shocking to me to, <laughs> if they could all be turned around and returned. And yeah, that would be awfully surprising, but I'm open and willing to be surprised. <laughs> well, I want to thank everyone for this process that's been two and a half years in the making. Um, as always, we are looking forward to all of our community partnerships and, you know, making this a better community. So thanks. I'd like to echo that. I mean, I, I think that every time we take a step forward, I get really emotional because this has been a long process. Um, and uh, as much as, you know, I've been sitting with um, this. I also appreciate all of the hard work that has gone into this. There's been a lot of sort of imagination and reworking and criticism and then more reworking and um, more collaboration and decentralization and um, I'm just I've just been so impressed with how this process has unfolded including some you know restorative justice I think uh, inspired processes that have gotten us to this point um, and so I just have the utmost respect for all the um, uh, potential consultants uh, for um, getting us to this point. I think this is, we have the best proposal that we can have for Iowa City. I think that it's exciting to hear that um, everyone's on board to um, continue working with us if we do want to pivot or flex. Um, and um, I know that this is a, a pretty kind of novel um, pro process for you too. Um, so thanks for working within uh, the constraints of you know, how this body has to operate. Um, I especially want to thank uh, the the potential consultants for all of the sort of free work they've already done for this. Yeah. Um, yes. They've been doing this for two years already, <laughs> educating us, working with us, going through the grind. Um, that That is not lost on me, so thank you. I just want to clap again. <laughs> thank you guys. Uh, um, so are there any further things we want to discuss on this agenda item? Are we ready to move to the next one? Okay, we will move to the next agenda item, um, which is correspondence, and I don't believe we had any correspondence, so we'll move on to agenda item number eight, which is the Iowa City Community School District Elementary School Performance Incident Update. And I'm going to ask Commissioner Krebs or Merritt if there are any updates. Yeah, so we're still working with the schools. Um, we, uh, I actually hopped in um, as best as I can into one of the uh, DEI meetings last night. Um, and uh, one of the members is, has been going through the Rethinking Columbus book and so far feels that this does not interfere with the um, house, uh, what was it, house 802, I can't remember, sorry. Yeah, that kind of, uh, causes some roadblocks for us, but um, so far this book has been okay, um, according to her. Um, I met with um, Laura Gray and Carmen, uh, I can't remember her last name. Um, Laura is the executive of the Diversity and Equity Inclusion Group for the district, and then Carmen 
is in charge of like the curriculum. So I met with them. They have a lot of, um, I can tell they're really, they're really working on this. They had a lot of great ideas. Um, and they've been really good about like reaching out. So hopefully we'll see some things moving forward. Um, I'm trying to remember there was, there was, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I will mention it at our next meeting if I remember. <laughs> and if you remember, you can always send an email to Stephanie and she'll distribute oh, it to yeah, all Oh, yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, they've got some exciting stuff that they're working on. So it's really awesome to, to be able to work with them and even join the meetings. I like hearing what's happening in our schools. So. Any other discussion on this agenda item? If not, uh, we will move on to... Uh, announcements of commissioners and staff. Staff, do you have any? Okay, commissioners, do we have any announcements? Go ahead. I'll just uh, remark on um, some of the recent legislation that passed through uh, uh, Des Moines, um, specifically with regard to um, huge restrictions affecting <coughs> trans youth in our state, um, including uh, freedom to use the appropriate bathroom uh, that uh, students wish to use in, in our public schools, as well as the ability for uh, transgender youth in our state to access um, medical uh, and surgical affirming, uh, gender affirming healthcare. Um, this is uh, so discriminatory and affects um, uh, a lot of youth that I work with. And um, as we know, with all sort of laws and, and systemic movements that, um, that target groups of people, they target um, the people of color within those groups more. Right. Um, so the people who suffer most from this are trans youth of color. The, I can't think of a more marginalized group. Um, and uh, in whatever way, you know, this commission can continue to just keep intersectionality in mind as it moves forward, um, revealing truths uh, of those who have been oppressed in our community that have been affected by laws like this. I, I hope that we continue to pay attention to those and and. Um, include those in the work. Thank you. Anyone else? Uh, for announcements, uh, <clears throat> uh, we had the Golden Gloves over the weekend. I just wanted to thank everyone, including Think Iowa City and everyone involved in all their time, hard work, and effort. Uh, this was historic. First time bringing uh, this tournament to Iowa City uh, out of uh, our, our capital. With that being said, with all the, we had some uh, a little bit of drama behind closed doors when it comes down to the gloves. But despite that, uh, I just want to thank everybody for the hard work and effort uh, that they put in. Uh, also, I will be freed up a lot more after we get back from the nationals. We ha now have a national or a champion from Iowa City on their way to represent us at the Nationals, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, when it comes down to Iowa City, Cedar Rapids, and Davenport, we are the ones who are pretty much representing Iowa right now. That is historic. That's a beautiful thing. And uh, once we get back from there, I will have a lot more free time, and I would like to focus and get with every community member possibly and every group that we can a lot more. Uh, this has just been taking up my time because this is my life on the outside. And, uh, 
But other than that, it does not mean that uh, I take away from or don't care as much about everything else going on. Uh, I just would like to focus it a little bit more, a, a, lot, a lot more after <coughs> this. So I look forward to working with everybody a lot more in the near future. And so far, this progress has been fantastic. It, it is a beautiful thing, and it does feel good to see moves uh, going forward in a positive direction. I, I really think we're going to make great moves in the future. So uh, with that, that's all I have. Thank you. Else? Yeah, just some thoughts, uh, and this is not just to us here, but also this is public. Re uh, Kenya, which sits uh, the, uh, it's a seat for United Nations uh, Center for Re Headquarters for Refugees in the region, right now. And I'm talking about this, I am an immigrant from Kenya. And so right now, some, there have been, for the last maybe two weeks, some demonstrations that have violence. And this has made Senator Kuhn from Delaware uh, and the US Embassy in Kenya uh, be involved in brokering peace. It's fragile, so I'm just sending thoughts out there about that. Then if anybody would wish to get involved here in our city and our county in the welcome week uh, to refugees and immigrants in the first week of September, uh, I coordinate NISA in Iowa City and Eastern Iowa. So you can reach out to me if you want to be part of uh, the ce celebrations, the welcome celebrations that will happen. And uh, I'll, I'll send out an email through our, the, the TRC email uh, on the progress and how that is going. Uh, the other thing, I shot out an email about donations, especially for hygiene products, and their links to where it can be sent. Those links lead to the faculty from Grand Canyon University that are traveling to Zambia. I am one of them. If you're in Iowa or in Iowa City, uh, it is all right to inquire from me or to have them sent to me. And since we don't travel until May 18, I will keep uh, repeating this message and answering any questions that may come my way. Uh, the other thing, this week we are having Holy Week for some people depending on your belief, uh, your religious belief, we have Passover. Uh, we, uh, then we have Good Friday and Easter weekend, and uh, we have Ramadan. So I wish everybody the best as you participate in the activities of all, all those religious activities. Thank you. Anyone else?
Um, I have just a couple announcements. Um, first, um, I wanted to thank whoever um, showed up for my organization yesterday to Shakespeare's. Um, just want to let everyone know that um, we are running a campaign right now because 45 of our, uh, our youth in our after-school programs um, from two schools that have the highest uh, free and reduced lunch rates um, in, the count in the school district um, are going to be losing their scholarships this summer. So we're raising emergency funds so that they can uh, attend summer camp. If you don't know, after school programs and summer camp programs are so important for kids, especially uh, for parents who rely on those uh, those uh, situations to allow them to go to work as well as give their kids a, a safe place to go and spend time and you know work on the skills emotionally and mentally and uh, physically that they need. So um, we're going to have a couple other um, fundraisers throughout this month and next month. Um, if you see it on Facebook or if you see it on social media, or just online, uh, please share it um, because it's really important that we don't have to turn any kids away this summer and then for the scholarships that will be possibly left uh, le um, lost during the school year. On another note, um, for us in this commission, um, as was mentioned earlier, a few of us did meet with some community leaders. Um, I've been in contact and they'd love to continue those meetings. So um, just be on the lookout for more um, requests to see who is available and willing and wanting to meet with other community, community members as we try to discuss and get to know each other um, even more and collectively build um, this, uh, what we're trying to do here as our commission. And lastly, I just think I want to say I hope everyone is taking care of themselves. It's April. I can't believe it's April um, already. And it's been a long year already, at least for me. So I hope that you're uh, taking some mental time for yourself. So if there's no one else, I'm going to ask um, if there's a motion to, to adjourn. I move. Seconded. Thank you all.